I want to begin by drawing our attention to that second reading that we heard today. I think it's, a, it's a, something really important that should almost be read at every Mass. The Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the depths of our hearts. So what we do every week at Mass, we, we read from the Scriptures, we're not just reading from some book of things that happened 2,000 years ago. Uh, there wouldn't be much profit in that, honestly. What we're reading from is, is actually the Word of God. God speaks to us anew every time we hear it. Even if we heard the story already, there's something more that we can hear. God's desiring to speak. So it's a good reminder for us at this Mass and at every Mass to listen anew. Listen to what God wants to speak to my situation today, right now. Because He wants to speak, and He does speak if we listen. So with that in mind, let's turn to the Gospel. We have a story of the rich young man. It's easy to see that money, obviously, is, is an important message in, this, in this, this story. That money weighs us down. Money clutters our heart. It takes our distraction. It takes our attention from where it should be. It, it distracts us, like it did for this young man here. He went away sad because of his many possessions. And it is true that we need to detach. We need to let develop a trust in God, to trust that He's going to provide for us, to be generous with the blessings that He's given us. But I think if we stop at that level of money, we're missing the point that the, um, the passage is trying to tell us today. So we need, we need a vision for our life. We need some purpose, some goal that we're working towards. Or otherwise, we're just moving from one thing to the next, without any clear direction. That vision gives us a purpose, something to, to work towards. For many of us, that vision can amount to just sounding like, I, I want to be a good person. I want to be the best person that I can be. When it comes to talking about like our faith and our religion, we tend to focus less on, on the belief part and what we believe, and more on just trying to be a good person. That's the point of religion, they say. We just want to be good. And I don't want to say that that's not important, because obviously it is important that we, we be good people. We keep the commandments. We do what God asks us to do. That's important. But can we settle for that? Can we settle for just being good? The gospel today seems to say that we can't, that it's not enough. Because the purpose of our life isn't just to be good. That's not why we created us. God didn't create us just to be good. Let that maybe sink in a bit. Because look at this, this young man in the gospel. He ran up to Jesus seeking fulfillment. He asked God, what can I do to have eternal life? And he was, he was a good person. He kept all the commandments from his youth. He did everything that he was supposed to. And Jesus didn't even question that. He didn't say, well, no, actually, you didn't do this or that. He accepted the fact that this man had kept all the commandments. But he was still lacking something. The man still, still had this, this lack in his heart. He wanted something more. Because that's not our purpose. Our purpose isn't just to be good. The commandments that we hear, you know, do not kill, do not commit adultery, honor your father and mother, all these sorts of things are important. Because they make it possible to live the life of love of God and neighbor that we're called to. But they're just the basics. Being good, following the commandments isn't enough. We need something more than that. So when this young man asks for more, Jesus gives him the answer. He tells him two things. First, 
Sell what you have and give to the poor. Free your heart so that you can love me with an undivided love. Something we've heard a lot of these last couple weeks. Cut it off. Pluck it out. Take up your cross and follow me. There can be nothing in your life that comes before that relationship with me. Love me fully. And the secondly, he says, then come, follow me. Get to know me. Seek me out. Let me look on you with love. Friendship with God. That's the purpose of our life. That's why we were created. That's what we need to strive for. Not just to be good, but to really know God in our lives. Imagine a young man or a young, a young person asking today, you know, what must I do to get into college? What must I do to even get into Harvard? What must I do to get that dream job? What must I do to be great in the world? Honestly, that's an easier situation to imagine than what must I do to inherit eternal life. And imagine how hard people work to achieve those kinds of things. We want to be great. We want to be heroes in the world. We all have that desire. But those kinds of questions, those desires, they don't come from the the very deepest parts of our hearts. A part that maybe we're losing touch with because it's being drowned out by all these other voices. Because we all want to be, while we all do want to be great in the world, we want to do something great, to be heroes, someone to be admired. That desire for true spiritual greatness is fading, it seems. We're content with just being spiritually average, spiritually mediocre, instead of being true spiritual heroes in the world. Jesus here is trying to take that man from just spiritual mediocrity to the true greatness to which he's called. But what happens when he does that? He goes away sad. See, that this man, he encountered Jesus. He spoke to Jesus. Jesus looked on him with love. And it's that look of divine love that, that captivates our heart, that moves us to surrender everything for God. But that man didn't see it. He walked away unchanged and sad. You might wonder, how could he do that? How could you have an encounter with Jesus and walk away unchanged? This is, this is the first time in the Gospel where we hear Jesus call someone and they reject it. They walk away. I can tell you from my own experience how easy it is to do that, though. To come to church, to come to Mass, to come to prayer, to encounter God and the Word and the sacrament, and to walk away unchanged. It's so deceptively easy. For whatever reason, we choose something else to divert our attention from that gaze that Jesus has on us. And Jesus, he lets him walk away. He lets us walk away. Because this call that he offers to us has to be accepted in freedom. Jesus, he's always inviting. He's always desperately longing for us to accept, just to look back. He says, if you wish to be perfect, though, he puts the ball in our court. Because love has to be a free choice. And he's always going to respect that choice. But he never stops inviting. He always has his hand extended, never pulls away from one of his followers. So I want to offer to you the two things that Jesus offered to the rich young man today. First, 
free your heart to love Him with an undivided love. Whatever it is, cut it off. Pluck it out. For this man, it was riches. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it is for us. You know, preoccupation with just the things of the world, letting that cloud our, our thoughts all day, every day, just being worried about those kinds of things. Maybe it's, maybe it's anger. Maybe it's resentment or maybe addiction or unforgiveness. Whatever it is, Jesus stood before the young man and put his finger right on that one spot where he wanted to enter, where he, wanted, where he knew he needed to let go. And he does the same thing for us today. He puts his finger on that one thing where he wants to enter in, where he wants us to go a little bit deeper. And don't think that, it's, that you can't. Don't think that it's impossible. Don't think that your weaknesses or your failures are more powerful than you, that you're weak in front of them, because that's, that's a lie of the devil. God's grace is real, and God is triumphant. You're not weak, you're not powerless to change, that it's always possible. It's never too late for God's grace to work. It's always possible to be great. We all have that call to be true spiritual heroes. To love him with an undivided love. And then follow him. Seek after him. Get to know him. How? I hope you know because I've been talking about it for the last five weeks now. But getting to know him in the, the silence of prayer. The regular time of spending time with him and talking to him. Reading, reading the, the, the scriptures, reading his word. That word that we said was living and effective. That always has something new to reveal to us. Maybe just taking some time, reading a little passage from the gospel. And just letting that speak to whatever's going on in your life that day. That's the only, it's so simple. That's how we get to know him. By listening to him speak. And it's the only way. Jesus says, for man, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. All things flow from putting that relationship with God before everything else. All things come along with that. So start with that quiet time and let him speak. He's always, he always shows up if we let him. So please, God, don't let us walk away from here sad. Don't let us walk away from here unchanged. Don't let, us away, don't let us walk away from here preferring something else to Jesus. He's looking on us with love. All we have to do is look back.